What has happened, everybody? Adam Hopkins here with Cripplecast. I have Mason Ellis in the studio today. We are here at the new Funhouse studio at my home in Petersburg, Indiana. Um, so, I'm going to do a little quick uh, shout out to my sponsors and we'll get going with the Mason's uh, podcast here. So, we got Made with Love and a few F-bombs. That's my gal Tara. She does all the cute stuff on my front porch. It's fantastic. Everybody loves it. Uh, so, check her out on the internets. She will build you something great. We got Myers Tires here in Petersburg. Blake does a great job changing tires and all the other bullshit he does there at his tire shop. Um, I'm sure he can straighten most anything out. Uh, Amber Manor Care Center, Petersburg, Indiana. It's a good place if you want to go somewhere to die. But uh, they also do some other things there, such as rehab facility and uh, um, other things. I'm not wrong, though. It's not a bad place to die. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful place. So, we also have Brainstrap Genetics out of Moffat, Colorado. My friend Matt uh, has a genetic seed line uh, of marijuana seeds that can be sold in all 50 states at this point, and it is fantastic. He is great, so check him out on the internet. We also have Atlas Labs. That is Chris Rowe. He has a 3D printing lab in Petersburg, Indiana here. He does a lot of um, industrial 3D printing and stuff. If you need anything for uh, your business, hit him up. And last but not least, we have Crippled Life Clothing. Um, that's Shel Shelton Carroll, and he uh, has graciously given me a few shirts to wear. Uh, this one here, if I can show it, Crippled AF. Um, so he uh, does a clothing company for other cripples. So check him out on the internet. I'll put some uh, of the, you know, stuff here in front of all the people. All right, so Mason, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing all right. It's pretty cool to be here and meet somebody my level of injury so right, close yeah. to me it's like wow I've never even yeah well and, and I followed you from from get-go so wow. when I was in you something like we just met today but yeah. something you don't know that I didn't share with you already is I have watched you from the very beginning I have when I got hurt I was I remember laying there in the hospital and I said and I, I watched you know like I didn't know what level of injury I was going to be or anything like that right. uh, I just at first I was paralyzed from the neck down so I didn't, I, I, I thought I was going to be worse off. Yeah. So I, I remember seeing, you know, uh, you were putting quad tools. You had a quad tool thing out of your open sauce. Man, I got to get one of them. So I eventually did. And uh, I just thought, man, this guy can do it. You know, I'm, I can do it too. You know, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So I remember specifically watching you and gathering insp inspiration from you. So I don't know if anybody ever told you that, but that's true. Uh, I appreciate it. Not in person. Never met anybody in person like that. But yeah. yeah. So, cool. um, let, let's uh, let's get into it, man. I want I want to hear about uh, what makes you tick, what you got going on. Um, you know, we got we got the same chair, which is like the Taj Mahal of chairs. It's like it I is. Don't, I don't think they make a nicer one right now. I know. And so I'm we're very we're very fortunate to have uh, have nice transportation here. But uh, let's let's hear about let's take a step back, go to your injury, and and hear about what you've done from then. To now, and then we'll hear about the future. Okay. So go ahead. Yeah. So uh, my name is Mason Ellis. I'm currently 26 years old. I got injured when I was 17 uh, in high school. It was my senior year of high school, January 19th, 2015, which uh, coming up on nine years. Yeah. Speaking of, this episode will air the day after. Okay. Uh, so you'll have your what, nine year anniversary yeah. at that point? Okay. 
Yep. Yeah. And so senior year of high school, halfway through, uh, just starting the second semester of my senior year, and uh, me and my friend, uh, I he worked at Dairy Queen at the time. He didn't work that night, so uh, there's nothing to do in Bloomfield uh, besides drive around. So that's what we always did. And I went and picked him up. And I don't remember anything from this day, so this is just what people have told me and kind of what I've gathered and assumed. I don't really know what I was doing, what we were doing. I'm assuming just driving back roads, but we were uh, driving on a road I'd never been on before. And uh, it was blacktop, uh, no speed limit signs or anything, which I think defaults to 55 in Indiana um, if it's not posted. So we're probably going 60 and uh, it's blacktop gradually going uphill for about a mile or so. And uh, we just thought the road went straight, which it did. Um, but the actual blacktop we were on went to the right. There was a four-way intersection with no stop sign. Uh, so we had no clue there was a stop sign. And uh, once we got to the top of the hill, uh, you know, going 60 mile an hour, it comes up pretty quick as far as like flattening off. And then there's a four-way, which we didn't know, and uh, we just thought the road went straight, uh, which it did, but transitioned to gravel and uh, went downhill, like, pretty steep, quickly. And the gravel was real loose, so we just went airborne and came down on that gravel, lost control. Uh, neither one of us were wearing our seatbelts. Uh, I got ejected out of the vehicle. My vehicle rolled several times. And I was found 96 feet from where my vehicle stopped rolling. Um, I fractured my left shin, broke my left femur, left collarbone, top and bottom jaw. Gee, took out those six teeth. Oh, uh, that's a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> cracked skull, broke C5, C6, C7 on my neck. And uh, my spinal cord injury. Uh, I got taken to the local hospital about 20 minutes away, and then I got a lifeline to Eskenazi Hospital. Where do they, where's the closest one to Bloomfield? It's uh, Linton. Linton, yeah. gotcha. And so, it's known as the Band-Aid Shop, mm -hmm. and uh, this guy I used to work with, uh, he's actually quadriplegic with, with our level of injury, and uh, he worked at the IT help desk for a long time, uh, like, a couple decades or a few decades uh, and anyway I told him that I went to they took me to Green County uh, General Hospital and he said uh, they should have just taken you to stop by Jenkins which is a funeral home as well. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah luckily uh, I got lifeline and um, I had traumatic brain injury that was uh, pretty severe apparently and they told my parents that if I made it I'd be brain dead. Like retarded probably. Yep. And so yep. Well you don't look retarded. I mean you kinda of look retarded. You don't you don't sound retarded when I talk to you. Yeah. I mean I kinda of look retarded too, so it's gonna be good. Well you sound retarded though. <laughs> that makes sense. Hey it works out. <laughs> yeah, well it kinda people think I'm retarded most of the time. When they when people walk up to you think you're retarded most of the time? Uh yeah, that's yeah. definitely uh, whatever. It it kinda of works in my uh, advantage a lot of times. Even, even though I didn't have a traumatic brain injury, I say crazy shit all the time. So if, if somebody's like, what the fuck am I having a brain injury? And it, and it just squashes it right there. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I got one or not. 
Yeah, but they said, yeah, I'd pretty much be brain dead, but I'm glad I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think my brain's improved since, uh, you know, my injury, like, right. it's better than it was before. I don't know if I'm more wise or what. Maybe. I mean, with this kind of thing, we, we experience so much different stuff than other people. It's just a different perspective on life. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if it's wiser or if it, or what, but <laughs> I'd, well, I would say going through something like this does make someone more wise. You, you, you look at things a little differently. Yeah, definitely. It's so, different perspective. Yeah. For sure. So you, you get to the, you know, you got to the hospital, you're, you're all fucked up. You got life flooded. Now from there, where'd they take you? Uh, they life flooded to, to where? Uh, Eskenazi Hospital. Okay, and that is where? It's a traumatic, uh, it's a traumatic hospital, uh, or it's a trauma center, I mean, in, uh, Indianapolis. And, uh, whenever they were actually lifelining me, my parents, my dad actually met the, uh, helicopter at the hospital, uh, before I got flown to Eskenazi, so, uh, and he was... They wouldn't let him see me uh, in the in the helicopter whenever they were putting me in there. They wouldn't they wouldn't let him see me, but he knew it was me. And they yeah. couldn't give him. They legally apparently couldn't give them my name, you even though it's my dad. What were you? You were seventeen. Uh, seventeen. Yeah. Then I don't. I guess maybe I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't know the fucking rules, but yeah. it. But to me. If I'm 17 years old and my mom is sitting there outside a life flight helicopter and that's my boy, they better let my fucking mom in there. Yeah, and they didn't, my dad was asking them where they were taking me as far as life landing me. And they said either Eskenazi, which is in Indianapolis, or Evansville. And they didn't know, which is two totally different opposite directions. Yeah, and from uh, where you're at, <laughs> Indy might be closer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It might be actually a little closer, mm-hmm. but uh, they didn't know. And my dad was, they told him to call the sheriff's department, so he did. And they told him to call the hospital. And so my, they made a, my parents made a uh, decision to just start heading toward uh, Eskenazi in Indianapolis. They and they did. Yeah, hope, glad, yeah, thankfully they did. Yeah, I was actually in, in Deaconess. Uh, so in Evansville. Okay. So they, because uh, that, though, I guess those are the two trauma centers is there in Indian and the next one's Evansville. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, I, I loved it there at Evansville. They were great to me. They, yeah, same uh, with Espinosa. I had no no issues with my care there at all. I went to Shepherd Center after that. Where did you end up uh, for? I went to uh, RHI, Rehabilitation okay. Hospital. Yeah. I went toured the place when I came home because uh, that's originally where they wanted me to go therapy at. And it's just too much. Too, it's two hours from here, well, so yeah. um, Evansville has a really nice spot too. So good. I got lucky. Yeah, but I don't go to therapy anymore. But yeah, neither do I. Yeah, I mean maybe once or twice a year I'll probably get into it though. I can get a good stretched out and stuff like that. But I I, I can't uh, physically do any more than I'm doing. So yeah. I don't know about working on rolling and. All this other bullshit that they're trying to do, I don't know if it's going to help me or not. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to roll myself over, you know, completely. So. I actually have a video on that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm fairly sure I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I think I've seen almost everything you've put on the internet. Yeah. Uh, at one point, at least. 
maybe not something in the last year or so, uh, but uh, definitely the earlier stuff I've seen. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so now you went to, so you, how long were you in intensive care there? Uh, yeah, I was in uh, I was at Eskenazi for 30 days, then okay. I got uh, transferred to RHI for rehab, and I was there for 29 days, then sent home as if I knew everything I was doing, I didn't know shit. Yeah, yeah, and Shepard uh, prepared you a lot. Um, did you take classes and stuff while you were there or anything? Uh, I took a few classes in RHI. Yeah. They got, I mean, they lined you up with like a full school schedule of shit at, at, uh, at Shepard. Yeah, so I had heard. Huh? Yeah, it, it was boom, 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 boom. You had something to do all day long. Yeah, and like I, I had a busy schedule Monday through Friday. The weekends were dead, but I was there for about two months. I and remember uh, whenever I wasn't in therapy, I was sleeping because they right. put me through so much like intense stuff. See, now I wish that maybe I—I well, I don't know. It just depends. Uh, I wasn't in a terrible amount of pain or anything at that point but I didn't they, they half the time they were doing a bunch of bullshit games and stuff that like card games shit I'm like I need to be working I need to be doing something here yeah. that was the only part that kind of irritated me I was like you know I'm, I'm here to work I'm not here to play a fucking card game I want to be working out with my arms I want you to teach me how to live my life and you know like you can't have you know all work and no play you know that's kind of what they said to me but I was trying to get like to get into the next program to stick around, and I, I just wasn't physically able enough. Like when I, when I left there, I could put my hand on my control, and, but I couldn't get it back off on my own. And so all the other things came back like after I came home. So I barely had any arm when I moved home. Wow. So yeah. everything started coming back, and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, and now I just, and even though I'm you know limited on what I can do, I mean, you know how it is. I, Still try everything. I try fucking. I fuck shit up all the time. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're nine years in. I bet you don't make messes like you used to. I bet you don't have you know shit laying around everywhere. That you're like, oh, I've dropped this. I've dropped that. And I still drop stuff. stuff all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you drop stuff, but you can pick things up. Things up on yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, but you, I need to get one of the long quad uh, reachers uh, or figure something out where I can get things off the floor. Yeah. Uh, that's my main problem is dropping shit. Uh, but if I got food sitting out, or, you know, you know, I got the food in the microwave, I got a drink, a couple drinks sitting out, I'm good for hours. You know, I can sit here and nobody can mess fuck with me all day. Yeah. Um, as long as I don't piss on myself or something, I, I shit and I piss in a bag. So, you know, like, <laughs> it's not going to be a yeah. big deal. Um, so, uh, speaking of, well, well, we can get back to that. But let's hear your story and then we'll, we'll talk about some uh, medical things as well that I go through every time as well. So, um, you're at RHI, you were there for 29 days, you said? Okay. Yeah. And then moving home, what was that like for you? Yeah, so I was excited to, uh, you know, get the heck out of there. So sure. they uh, drove me home. This guy drove me home. His name was Justin. I don't know why I remember that all of a sudden, but uh, uh-huh. his name was Justin, and uh, he took me home in this taxi van thing. I'm sitting in the back, like... Uh, first time in a vehicle since your accident? Uh, no. Besides the flights and everything? Uh, no, I was actually taken in uh, to, I don't know, some somewhere else a couple of times in this vehicle. Little trips. And uh, at the time, I didn't have any strength at all. This guy, this taxi guy, uh, didn't strap me oh, in or anything. Man. 
And this guy was a terrible driver. It was like at the last second he'd break, boom. And I went down. And couldn't and get my, back up? Yeah. And I was way in the back. Yeah, and that happened like two or three times. And I was getting mad, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got home and everything was was fine for the first year. A bunch of people were coming to visit me. Friends, family, and all yeah. that. And then, you know, after almost a year, probably like nine, ten months later, everybody had returned to their normal life. And they moved on and I was still stuck here and I was yep. it's like I was watching everybody else's life yeah. uh, go on and I was and mine was paused and it got to me. So a year after my accident was the most difficult time since my injury. Yeah. My the first year back for me was rough. It was uh I was the only one like this. Yep. Yeah. And that's the that's the hardest part is Coming back home and you're the only one, and uh, nobody yeah. has it. There's not. There's no way you can. It can't explain. You can't explain everything. Yeah, I mean, you're the first person I've met with my level of injury that's yeah. been within two hours of where I live. Right, and I've well, and I've interviewed a couple other people that are uh, quadriplegic too, but they but they uh, don't have as much function as we do. What uh, Ben Trockman? I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a uh, Politician Evansville. He was on the first podcast, oh, and he'll be on he'll be on one I'm recording. Actually, it'll be on the one that airs on the 13th. Uh, I, I recorded on Wednesday of next week. I actually go down there to the uh, right therapy at the YMCA, uh, and so I'm not allowed to say who they're affiliated with. Apparently, actually, I can't on this podcast. Fuck It's a uh, it's Ascension Health. Uh, you know, the hospital down there, but they have a YMCA, yeah. and so on the podcast next week, I'm not allowed to say they're affiliated. With like they they are not affiliated with the podcast, huh. period. Uh, but the YMCA is where they 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 own the place. So okay, I, I done told them I wouldn't say anything about it on that podcast. <laughs> yeah, you didn't promise anything on this. One. I told them, yeah, but I don't like people telling me what I can and can't say. Yeah, so here, uh, so he was like, well, this is the guy, the guy, you don't, you can't, uh, can't say anything about oxygen health. But then a PT Solutions is the ones that uh, hire the PTs and OTs. So they are all over it. They want they want their name plastered all over the shit. Yeah. But uh, Ascension Health doesn't. So I'm supposed to say, like, I am here at uh, the YMCA downtown Evansville, not affiliated with either of the two major hospital systems in Evansville, Indiana. One being Deaconess, the other one, which I cannot name. <laughs> yeah, I see. He's like, don't do that. And I was like, okay, I won't do that. But... <laughs> But no, he it, it, it's they are no way affiliated with my podcast. There we go. Uh, but no, uh, Ben's gonna be on next week, and I'm interviewing like OTs and PTs that uh, I first came back from my accident and did. So like, that's so cool. this season on the podcast, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna get my neurosurgeon on here. Wow, that's uh, awesome. I'm gonna so I'm gonna get some other bigger people. Um, uh, we'll just keep it going. See how it goes. But it's awesome. Anyway, back to you. We've got where were we? You're, you're home after a year. Everybody, you know, kind of tapers off. You know, everybody's back to their normal life. And I, I also have seen that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate in this town. I, I behave almost like I don't have a disability. Um, everybody here is very supportive. I got a job. Yeah. I got 
I still got friends and stuff, but now that the people don't come over as much as you'd think, you know, I got a lot of friends, but I don't see them a whole lot on the weekends and stuff like that. They're all still doing their walking man things. Yeah, same here. So it is, and, and, and you know, and I, and I don't get discouraged about it. I used to get discouraged about it, but I don't really get discouraged about it because I also think, who the fuck wants to hang out with Cripple all day long? Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck does that? Because I used to think, like, if I would see somebody like that, I'd be like, ugh, gross. Yeah. And then, yeah, but then I don't like this. I'm like, well, it's still gross, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm a cripple now doesn't mean I have a different view on cripples. They're still gross. I mean, most of it, like, you're a clean-cut cripple. Yeah. Not most of them are. I agree. So, yeah. Most of us are. So, and a lot of people, but I, I can understand, they give up. They're like, what's the point anymore? Well, the point is you're not fucking dead. Yeah. So you got, still got to live. And I don't plan to, you know, I, I plan to live as much like my old life as possible. Yeah, same here. Whenever I woke up in, uh, or well, whenever I was in RHI, uh, I, or well, I guess whenever I was in Eskenazi, my brother was by my bed, was by my bed and told me I was paralyzed. At the time, I just thought that meant I couldn't move my legs, and I thought, no big deal. And I just thought I was going to live life just like a little able bodied. And so whenever I started my YouTube channel, it's kind of my motto is to help you live life just like you would have able-bodied. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've tried to do since then. Right, right. And if there are limited things you can't do, but there's a whole bunch of things that you can probably do that you never thought you'd be able to again. Right. Um, I haven't ventured, like, out onto a boat or anything yet. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, nothing scares me to do it. Like, I don't... I'll jump out of a fucking plane this way. I don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the worst thing that's... I, I think the worst thing has already happened, and that's getting paralyzed. So it is. It's from here, it's, you know... There is, there's almost nothing that scares me. Yeah, same here. It's it's not that a, <laughs> it's not that I'm some badass that I, oh, I'm tough, I nothing scares me. No, like, the worst thing that has already happened to me. And there's only one worst thing that could happen to me, and it's because I have a child. And, you know... If, if it wasn't for her, that is the worst thing that's happened to me. Yeah. So, like, the worst thing could lose it, be losing a child. And I can't fathom that. Uh, yeah, because if that happens, I'm done for. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm out. Your so, purpose is gone. Yeah. Uh, you, you won't catch me wearing clothes no more. I'm just yeah. going to stop doing anything. Yeah. So, I just won't let people get me out of bed or nothing. I'll, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I'll just die. But... Otherwise, I mean, nothing really bothers me. Like besides spiders, I don't really like spiders in my yeah. situation. <laughs> uh, other than that, so you, all right, so you came home, and, and so when did you start school? Uh, uh, started right back at school. Uh, well, at at the time of my accident, I was on track to graduate academic college. Oh, that's right. You were, you were still in high school. That's right. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, you said this happened. Well, you were right the last semester of your high school, so. Yeah. Uh, so they, whenever I was at as, uh, RHI, I was doing some schooling to try and, uh, you know, progress so that way I could graduate with my class. And at the time I was nervous and worried that I wasn't going to be able to graduate with academic honors because I took three years of French. That was one of the requirements was oh, wow. to take three years of a foreign language uh, to get academic honors, and then 
plus pre-calculus and all that. And I was afraid that I had wasted all that time and I was going to get, just graduate with the, like my core 40 mm-hmm. or whatever, which is still okay. But yeah, but if you've worked your entire high school career, exactly. And I was worried, story. but, uh, I was able to, uh, actually graduate with my class with that kind of honors. But, uh, the, my, uh, spinal cord injury, doctor or whatever at RHI wouldn't sign off to allow me to go back to school uh, full time or whatever so I just went like here and there for like a couple of hours. Why didn't he sign off? Uh, because I had a traumatic brain injury and the thing is I was I was pissed because that would have helped me out so much mentally. Get to the house and do something. Yeah and to where because Everything was fine whenever I was in the hospital, uh, but it was whenever I got home that uh, was the issue. Because when I was in the hospital, you know, it was a different environment that I wasn't used to, so uh, it didn't really bother me. But when I got home, it's like I was in a similar environment, but I couldn't do anything that I used to be able to do. Yeah. So if I was able to return to school and get back to kind of how things used to be before my accident, that would have helped me out a lot mentally. I agree. I, uh, you know, my wife and I had split up and stuff after about six months of my injury. And that was obviously a devastating thing at the time. And yeah. so I, uh, I, about four months, three, three, four months after that, I was, I was at my wit's end. Like I was, I honestly, I didn't even know what was real and what was not. I kind of for for a few for a period of time there, I wasn't sure if this had even happened. Like I, I, she made me think I was going like nuts, or the whole situation—not necessarily her, but the whole situation—made me feel like I was going nuts. So I had to get a job. So I went and got a job at the local hardware store, and that's uh, where I still work uh, part time. But that is one of the major things that helped me was getting out of the house, being around people. And even though, I mean, I was kind of a one-trick pony as far as uh, construction, I was a pipe fitter, but I could do that. I could do a little electrical, but mm-hmm. all I do is show people around and say, hey, oh yeah, this is over here, this is over here. If they need some plumbing questions, I help them out with that. But that that helped me so oh, much yeah. getting out of the house, and that's that's a big thing I could, if I could tell anybody, you know, like, get out of the fucking house. Do shit. Yeah. And I know this world's not built for us. It isn't. Um, because there, I mean, I don't ever have a problem getting in places because I have ramps in my van, and if I really want to go someplace, I'm gonna get in. But um, there's certain places I if I don't go anymore just because of hassle. Yeah, yeah fucking, I'm not gonna get out. Of or or if I can sit like to go to a liquor store, I don't even go inside liquor stores anymore. I know what I want. So I just send people. In. It's that half the time I'm just I order things and have people get them for me. Yeah. Because I don't want to drag my ass out of my van, go all the way in. You know, I don't even strap down my, I don't even strap myself down when I'm in town no more. Um, you ever turn yourself, you ever turn it over in a van? Turn my chair over in a van once. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a, a one of my slaves, Kandra. <laughs> uh, she's Monday through Thursday slave. Uh, if you call them a care, it offends them when you call them care, right, Tara? It offends her when you call her a caregiver. She doesn't like it. Yeah, it offends. It tears off camera. She's a, she's, she's a good slave. Um, but <laughs> Don, whatever I tell that in front of Don, Don's like, it doesn't offend me. It does. It fucking offends you. 
Give it the program. Yeah. <laughs> Give it the fucking program. <laughs> no. Uh, but I don't know. I don't like saying caregiver. It makes me it makes me seem like I'm a like a, a cripple or something. Yeah. Like destitute. Like yeah. I need help with everything or something. <laughs> Whatever. But uh what was I saying before that? Oh, uh, we weren't getting or you, oh yeah, the place isn't built for us. Yeah. But when I came home from the hospital, uh, coincidentally, they were redoing Main Street, and so when you get to, when you redo a Main Street, you got to redo the sidewalks and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So when you're redoing sidewalks, you have to put in handicap accessible stuff. So they got, I mean, coincidentally, I got ramps put in every business here on Main Street. Mm-hmm. I can go everywhere I want. Um, I told everybody they did it for me, but they didn't. It yeah. was it was just the way it was. Time. And yeah. also, coincidentally, this is one of two subdivisions. This this here, the subdivision, and then there's one just down the street here that they uh, also put sidewalks to from Main Street all the way to here. Coincidentally, I built my house here after they did that. Yeah. Actually, at the same time they were doing it. So this whole thing was shut down. Like, this whole road was shut down. They were redoing it. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to build a house here on the corner. It fucked all kinds of things up. Because there was construction here on this corner. The detour from the main road was coming straight past here. Semi-trucks were stuck. Like, we get stuck in everybody's yard all the way through here. It was a, it was fucking terrible. These Mexicans that would come from, uh, I don't know, the turkey plants and shit. Yeah. And they go to Vincennes and stuff through here. This is the main road of Vincennes. So, there's like big signs, even in Mexican or Spanish, that say, <laughs> you're not supposed to go down this road. And they're like, okay, I don't know. Uh, I'll see it, man. Hey, sorry, senor. And then they uh, they keep on rolling, and yeah. so they get fined and stuff. They don't give a fuck. So, I mean, it was a shit show on this corner, wow. and everybody was like, "Oh, you're building your house in the busiest fucking corner in town." Well, sorry. Well, it's worth it. it yeah, was it was worth it. It was, it was totally worth it. So um, I got I got to sit here and watch them open this road. It was a it was a big day. <laughs> big day. I sat here and. The house wasn't finished yet, but, but the original idea when I got I built this place is I got a, a sign up front that says the fun house. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's a neon sign out here. Um, <laughs> and so the idea was to make it so fun my kid never wanted to leave. And so I've I've I have accomplished that. She doesn't she doesn't like you know, I know she doesn't like going to her mom's house, she's fine with that. Um, but she likes it here. It's That's a lot good. of fun here at dad's house. We have, yeah. There's everything you want here. That's good. So she's a, she's a fun little girl. She's a ball of fire. But uh uh, I I'm but I plan on still like I'm gonna live stream like video I got a, a, a video game adapted video game thing I made. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you that for you. Um, I'm gonna live stream that. I'm gonna start live streaming other things from here and make it the actual fun house. Like I, I'd like to do like an MTV Cribs. Yeah. Like uh, so somebody like you know, like a, in the '90s when the Cribs was out. Like you're a little younger than me. I don't know if they even had Cribs when you were young. Uh, I but you know I have watched it, yeah. But so there's a certain style they do. Through yeah. So I want to do the same style and uh, <laughs> do it in my house here. That'd be but cool. I have a. I want to do like coming up. The plan is to do sketch comedy, and so you know I'd love to have you come down and uh, even some videos and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, but they're pretty rough. <laughs> uh, I don't. You listen to a lot of comedy or anything? Uh, I do like comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, my comedy's pretty rough. So, well, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's good. Uh, that's another another step I'll take eventually. Yeah, sounds uh, like you got a plan. So that's oh, cool. I got too many plans, man. I got I got plans for fucking days. So that's awesome. Um, so back to you again. Uh, 
were, you know, you're a year into it, you're, you're starting to go to school here and there. Um, when did you start going full time? Yeah, so, uh, well, I graduated. Um, I, I did, actually didn't go full time until after I already graduated high school. So I didn't go full time till college. But uh, yeah, I graduated and then the following fall, so fall of 2015, I started college online taking two classes because at the time when I, was in high, when I was in high school, I was taking two college classes um, while okay. in high school. While you were in high school, was yeah. it like a psychology, sociology? It was, nope, it was really? uh, English composition oh, and speech. that when I was in school. English composition and speech. Oh, really? See, I did both of those, but they weren't college credits when I, yeah. when I was in high school. Yeah, so whatever. Did they have that in fact? Oh, I guess. Oh, that's right. I was too fucking dumb. Oh, that's yeah, right. I, dumb that's classes. right. I remember. I remember now because I didn't score up on my high off my SATs to yeah. get into those college classes. I remember that now because I, I I forgot. I've been like fifteen years since so I was in high school, but I, I uh, didn't give a shit when I did. Like as I was, I didn't plan on going to college. Yeah. when I first took them. I was like, ah, I'm not going to go to college right away. Well, then two years later, I'm going to go to college, and I had. Scored so low on my SATs that no, the college the college classes didn't count for anything. So I got about halfway through. I remember of psychology or sociology, and they said it's not going to count. And I was like, Why the hell am I in this class then? So let me go study all the rest of the semester wow. and the rest of the year. I remember that now. Yeah, I forgot about uh, I forgot that English and speech were one too. Huh. Yeah. So I figured I would start uh, classes. I would just start taking college classes right where I left off. I would you know take the English composition class again, and then speech. And I already finished the first semester of English composition before my rec. And then, uh, so I tried that. My I was on so much medication at the time. My brain was freaking out. Oh, yeah, it, fall. Yeah, and they got me. I, it was like I was extremely uh, anxious and depressed at the exact same time. Yeah, and I, it's very difficult. Uh, to describe that feeling, but I know what you mean. I could not get my. I had to eventually uh, drop one of the classes. I dropped English composition, and uh, so I finished speech. And uh, yep, <laughs> I just graduated with my bachelor's degree this year in information technology. Nice. And so you, and now you said you got to drop crank. Now, what what does that entail? Like, like how how difficult is it you is it for you in our situation to obtain and keep a full time job? Um, yeah, a lot of people in our situation uh, don't have a full time job, uh, mainly because they can't make enough money to uh, get off of uh, Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Medicare, or Medicaid, yeah, and uh, stuff like that. So basically, if you do go full time uh, and have a disability, you have to make enough money to and get have insurance good enough in order to, you yeah. know, make I figured that. It up. You're, to, you, like, with I figured it out. It's about sixty grand you got to make a year. Yep. And and you and that's with their whatever insurance you have through them. And that's maybe, like, yeah. depends on what happens to you. Because, like, you know, around 60 grand a year to pay for the insurance, if it, even if the insurance is good enough, then you may still not be making ends meet. 
Right. And what kind of job, like, that's what I thought. Like, what kind of job can I get with no education? Like, I, yeah, I had education through the trade, but that's all I knew. That's all I knew how to do. Yeah. And so I, 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 I couldn't, like, I'd have to go back to school for three years at least to do anything. I'm like 30, 35 years old. Fuck that. Um, I don't, I'd rather just try to make my money some other way. Yeah. Because I don't think I could have the, I didn't think at the time, I knew I, I didn't go through vocational rehab to go to school because I knew I wasn't going to focus on it. I knew I wouldn't care enough about it. Yeah. So, um, but now if I was your age, oh yeah, that's all I had to focus on was school. Yeah. But I then went to school three different times, didn't work out. <laughs> the full third time did. Yeah. Yeah. Not the first two. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it sounds like you got plans in place. Oh, I got, so I got lots of plans. I'm, I'm definitely supportive of that. I think we can help uh, each other out. For sure, for sure. Because uh, there's there's a, that's all, oh my God. I hope I just didn't not record all this stuff that we've just been doing. I got it on there anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. I, just, I just realized I didn't have my output on. That's okay. I can, uh, I'll, I'll be able to splice that together. No okay. problem. Uh, but the uh, uh, yeah, I got a lot of plans and a lot of irons in the fire. Just uh, don't know what's gonna shake out yet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot, a lot of things going up. But like I said, I want to go to the Abilities Expo this year. Uh, sometime I think it starts in they start in March or April. So whichever one I plan on going to, I'm gonna drag you along with me. It'll be a yeah, good time. It'll be us. So I'd love to go out to LA, but I have no desire to go to California. Um, place could just shift off into the fucking ocean for all I care. Yeah. I mean, they just fuck everything up. Anyway, yeah. All my listeners in California. What up? <laughs> I don't care. They uh, the cripples in California. They like I would I would probably like live in Florida or California if given the option because of the warmth. And honestly, it's probably the most accessible. Yeah, you could, it's most accessible, yeah, yeah, you're, 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 I mean, I've never been there, but that's just an assumption. Yeah, uh, I've been to California once, um, but it was not LA, so, um, anyway, so you're, okay, what, what else you got going on? You're working at Crane, you, you got a girlfriend, you got, you got any lady friends? Uh, no girlfriend. No, no girlfriends? Um, so they don't, they don't like the wheelchairs. They, you know, they, you think that. Well, some of them do, some of them don't. Yeah. Um, so you know, I bring you know, there's some perks to this. I'm, you know, there's a couple of perks, but you know, I, I get the question all the time: Does your dick still work? Stuff like that. You know, I get the women ask that on the internet routinely. Like, uh, you know, you put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. You get the questions. Yeah. So I put myself out there pretty pretty far. You know, I. Uh, I don't intend. I don't plan on being with someone I'm not directed to, and I'm going to operate as if I'm not in a wheelchair. So yeah. I'll get up there on them dating sites, and I don't care. Hey, I put it out there. Hey, I'm in a wheelchair. Got an accident. Uh, life suck. The life kind of sucks this way, but I'm pretty funny, and my dick still works. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not been so bad too far. So two, far, two pros. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been too so bad too far. Yeah that bad so far uh no i'm not trying to marry nobody or anything uh anytime soon yeah but i'm not opposed to that but uh but also being this way getting married after an accident like this with all like you said we can't we can only make a certain amount of money a month 
Uh, if otherwise, you, you if kicked you off everything. Yeah. And if you make more money than you kicked off everything, you can't or you can't make the amount of money that you need to make to not be on Medicaid. So it's double-edged sword there. They're, like, they always got their fucking thumb on us. Yeah. And uh, I plan to combat that one of these days, too. Yeah, we're going to get there on that. Oh, yeah. Because they're, I'm going to get to a certain point where I'm going to make too much money, and they're going to want to, they're going to want to start taking shit away from me. Oh, like, I'm going to play that. Yeah. So we're going to figure something out. <laughs> yeah, I got to put my money somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you can't have more than like two thousand dollars. Oh yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Well, and I, and I mean, I can say this now. I don't really give a shit. Like when I first got hurt, I'm broke now. I don't have no fucking money now. But when I first got hurt, I put all of my money somewhere else. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that way I knew I could get signed up for what I needed because that money was going to be what I had to build this house on. Yeah. What I had to, to live comfortably. And now I don't have any more money. But that's okay because I have everything I need. Yeah. This house is built for me to die in. So it truly really is. My mom wanted me to have, like, you know, I, I had to have some help on the home. I couldn't do it myself yeah. because there's, there's no possible way I could... You know, I was going through it, got through a divorce, and I, I'm, I'm thankful I have a family that has the means to help me. Yeah, so, um, that's good. Yeah, because there are a lot of people in our position that aren't as lucky as us, and that's why mm-hmm. I try, I'm trying to use what I've got left to help other people to, you know, I don't know if this helps anybody else, but I hope it does. You know, I hope talking about our situation and putting it more on a real level, yeah. you know, as to... That's, that's, that's what this podcast was supposed to be about is shedding the light side on things and you know yeah even though it sucks it can still be fun, funny and people want to see fucked up people doing shit I will provide you will provide yeah so that's uh, that's the way I'm going to keep operating yeah so um, so you got college down here at Crane no girls no. What are, what's your future plans what do you got what do you want to do here uh, with your with your YouTubes and your all that jazz. Yeah, so whenever I was Play in the out. hospital, whenever I was in, a, well, I remember it's probably Eskenazi, or not RHI. Whenever I was in rehab, I was wondering how in the heck am I going to live this life? You know, doing everything. I mean, we have to re- we have to relearn how to do everything. You know, I was trying to figure out how to how I was going to do it. So I was looking up online. You know, can people in wheelchairs drive? and stuff like this and it's like I couldn't find much at all and the stuff I could find was like old outdated like crappy videos that wasn't very informative and so after a year or so after my injury and uh, like I said the people start stopped coming to visit me as often I was trying to figure out things myself and so I took it upon myself to figure things out and once I did I, I recorded a video on it and I posted it on Facebook in a uh, uh, yeah my page uh, my personal page and I can't remember what it was exactly I think it was actually um, I think the first video was like uh, I don't know, it might have been a transfer video or something like that. But I'm thinking it was, it was, I was just showing how I calf. Uh, surely that wasn't my first video. I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't That's know. That's a little personal one for the first. Yeah, I know. But I'm pretty sure it was. And so I uploaded it and 
from there it's went well. I, I mean, obviously there is a high demand for it and a low supply. So I, yeah. I filled that gap right there. And you did because uh, like there's like it's now I can't hardly get nothing out. There's so many people put a video of that. Yeah, I know. It's like what the heck. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm almost on nine thousand. That's awesome. Uh, so by the time this comes out, I should probably have almost nine thousand. But I uh, started doing stuff, recording videos, uploading them, and getting feedback from people saying they helped them. It's good that I helped them, and uh, so that kind of gave me a purpose. Yeah. And uh, yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's and that's why I keep doing this. Is I, I've already heard. Oh man. I really enjoyed your podcast. I, you know, I'm, that's gonna help. That helps me a lot. While listening to you, blah blah blah. Like, if it helped one person, great. People say that all the time. Teachers say that a lot. If I help one person, yeah, that's true. If I help one person, I mean, there's there's a few people that have already helped me. Yeah. You know that I that I got going with, and there's and I I plan on interviewing said person eventually too. Um, oh, he's got he got like a season. He rock crawls his jeep. Uh, Philadelphia. He's from Philadelphia, I think. I can't remember his name. Hmm. He's had triplets. Oh, uh, I know exactly. You're talking. Uh, his yeah. last name's Wolf. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because he refers to his uh, thing as a wolf pack. Yeah. And the thing is, he adopted a kid and mm-hmm. then had triplets. Yeah. He adopted. So now he has four. And the other day, like a couple days ago, I saw on Instagram he posted a video. And it was him, like, driving her in the passenger seat. He had three car seats behind oh. him. And then one in the very back. Yeah. He had four car seats. Yeah, like, they're all infants. Three. They're all infants. It's yeah. wild. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, it's Zach. Zach yeah. Wolf. Yep, yeah, uh, Daphne Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where he's from. He's but... from Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, yeah so that's I, what you just said. I, I, mentioned, or I, I reached out to him, <laughs> not about the podcast. Uh, it was about a trial or something he was going to go do. Uh, but I need to get him on the show eventually. So I'll, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm gonna try to travel to him. You know, since he's got three kids now or four kids now, so he's uh yeah. You should probably, probably you should have take plenty time. of time on his hands. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, my plans are now that I graduated high, uh, college with a master's degree, which is pretty much the only thing I've been focused on for the past you know uh, seven years or eight years, I guess. But uh, now that I got my degree, I'm tr- going to ramp up my content, uh, my YouTube channel. I'm gonna. My plan is to upload at least one video a week, and then uh, I started a website, livingablebodied.com. Livingablebodied.com. And so I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm gonna do there. But uh, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. It's like I just. Uh, Took the chance. I didn't know anything about making a website or anything. I was trying to figure. I was trying to figure out what am I going to call this website because on my YouTube channel and stuff, I just go by my name, Mason Ellis, mm-hmm. and MasonEllis.com was already taken. Right. And, Every, everything I've yeah. done for a while. And so whenever I was in the the uh, hospital, and like I said, uh, my brother told me I was paralyzed. I said I was just going to live life like I was able bodied. And so I came up with the idea of livingablebody.com. And so I got that and uh, it was available. And so I've been setting that up. And if you go on there right now, um, I, I used a template. And so a lot of it's just a bunch of gibberish. But if you go on there right now, 
I'm pretty pleased with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to figure out how to monetize it and stuff. And so I want to start doing uh, kind of vlog videos on my YouTube, which I haven't really delved into yet. But um, this was going to be my first vlog video. I recorded myself kind of coming down here. Then when I break out here, and oh, nice. talking about that printer and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, so vlogs, and then I want to do uh, start live streaming again. Like I don't know how often, and then uh, podcast, which I used to have a podcast I've done a few episodes on. Uh, it was called Limitless, but okay. it's like, um, yeah. So, so I, I'm known for my name, Mason Ellis. It's like, so do I go with Mason Ellis? Or do I go with Living Able Bodied? And my podcast used to be called, it was called Limitless. And so it's like, do I want to keep that name or change it to Living Able Bodied? Or it's like, I've just been well, thinking this past like several weeks. Like, I, had a, I had a similar situation. Yeah. When I first started, I went under the moniker Professionally Paralyzed. And okay. that was what I figured out when I was in the hospital. And then as things progressed, I uh, had professionally paralyzed, I had my name, I had Cripple Cast I wanted to use. So yeah. I just, I just uh, decided on Cripple Cast. Yeah. And, but it uh, it was, I, I faced the same problem with what's going to reach people the most. Where are they going to, you know, but I, I chose the most offensive, uh, most uh, something to grab people's attention. Yeah. So that's why I had a lot of people get, uh, a lot of people get offended by the world. Or word cripple. Oh, I know. It's like, what the It's heck? fantastic. It's like, I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. It, it's, why is it offensive to them? They're not the ones sitting here in the wheelchair. Yeah. Fuck them. And even, even the people that are, like, I've only met a couple of handicapped people that like, get offended by that. Uh, one guy was like, you're, you're uh, breaking down walls I put up 30 years ago. And I'm like, sorry, bro. It's a joke. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm not calling him a cripple. I mean, I can. Yeah. But I wasn't. So, anyway. Yeah. People get upset. I don't need no call on me. Anyway. Uh, so, you got, you got your YouTubes. You're going to start doing that online and everything. You're, sounds like you got everything on the right track. Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I'd like to, like I said, help each other out in any way we can. Anything yeah, I can do awesome. help you out, man. I'm, Throw it online and vice versa. Uh, I know, I know quite a bit of, about YouTube and uh, just social media stuff, so I can definitely help out. That's there. for sure, yeah. Uh, I'm going to need some help on that because my Facebook is what I mostly use because that's where most of my friends see stuff, but um, YouTube gets it out to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, because Facebook limits me for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know how to use TikTok either. Like, apparently, that's a big thing. Yeah, I haven't done anything with that. I, I do a little bit, but it's not yeah not major. So, um, so any any wild stories or anything happened like since your accident? That's anything anything crazy? Um, well, uh, probably I don't know. There's probably some crazy stuff. Fell out of my, I've only fell out of my wheelchair one time in in nine years, which is pretty good, I think. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear that. Uh, yeah, so nothing, anything, it's not anything wild, but 
before this, I've almost fell on my chair a couple times, but uh, this was 4th of July in 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2019. And uh, we were over, me and my parents were over at a uh, campground and had like a cookout thing and I had to go calf. And so I went to my van and my van, we actually have the same van, right? Mm -hmm. And we have the same chairs. And, uh, but anyways, I went to my van to calf and our vans have the ramp and it uh, tilt, lowers down. Mm -hmm. And I turned that uh, kneeling off like a couple months, like a few weeks ago, before this, because I was tired of waiting on it to go all the way down. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I just want to go in there or whatever. And I just thought it was a waste of time because you can't actually like put it in drive or anything until uh, it levels know, back yeah, out. Yeah, it levels yeah. back out. And sometimes it doesn't work right. And so I just turned that feature off and I said, screw it. And it been going good. It sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> like, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that thing. <laughs> yeah. So I went in there and the thing is, it was like uh, my wheels were so. The actual ramp was a lot steeper than what it been before. So I tried going up there and my wheels uh, were just spinning because it was like sandy or something. And I was like, what the heck? So I was like, well, I'm just going to back in there because it gets more traction. Uh, and so I started going in there and it, and the wheels start spinning. And so I just let go of this and I just was thinking, you know, it would like slow down the wheels. And now it's like the wheels just instantly stop. That's that's kind of how these well, chairs work. Left, this is yeah, it. it's like instant. And so when it stopped, my back it, my back end just started going up, and I started going forward. I was like, oh crap! It's like I just like brace myself and I fall down. And I knew this chair was coming down on me, which was like four hundred. Yeah, pounds. yeah. Uh, I had the Permobil C three hundred at the time, so it was like three hundred and fifty pounds. So I, my knees hit the ground. And I get go like this to catch the yeah, to catch the wheelchair, even though I don't know how to catch something that you know uh, heavy. But I was just kind of like get ready for it, and somehow I didn't fall. Uh, I guess because of the um, the wheelie bar thing. Okay, uh, and. Somehow I didn't break any bones or anything like that, but I I said I need help. I which well being paralyzed, our lungs are kind of paralyzed, yeah. so we can't yell. Nobody freaking heard me. And then uh, a little bit later, my mom uh, comes around like the van, and she sees me laying on the ground. Oh. <laughs> it starts flipping out. <laughs> uh, it's like I just I and she started flipping out and. Uh, She's like, I said, I yelled, but I yelled once, but uh, nobody heard me and stuff. And I said, I'm just trying to gather myself because I yeah. was kind of freaking out. Did you drink for a second. at one point? Yeah. I okay. Did. I got it. I got to avoid that. Uh, I'm wow. a singer. Well, I was a singer before my accident. I've oh. been a singer for, that was what I did a lot of time, like extracurricular before my accident. Uh, and I sang out of a band in Nashville in my 20s and stuff like that. So I, that's what I took pride in was my vocal ability. And I told them in the hospital, if uh, they put a trach in me, just fucking kill me. And I said, I'll never be able to sing again. And I said, you may as well just fucking kill me. And so they were like, 
they're like, we don't know if you're going to live if we don't do this. Like during my, I had an eight and a half hour surgery, or my second surgery. And uh, I, I, I was like, just, if you can avoid it, please. You know, otherwise, I, if I wake up and I can't communicate with anybody, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. And uh, they didn't. Luckily, I got out of it. Wow, that's so crazy. So even still, like I still can't cough, like a full cough. Same here. I can't sneeze, a full yeah. sneeze. Um, I haven't vomited since my accident either. Have you vomited? I have not. Isn't that fucking that crazy? Is crazy. Yeah, because because yeah. like I feel like I gotta throw up sometimes, and then I'll take a drink of water, and it's over. Yeah, and that's fine with me. Though. It's, I'm like, wow. Uh, so I mean, I've had the flu since my accident and everything. Didn't throw up one bit. It was it was fucking strange. Wow. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's the craziest thing though. It's not being able to sneeze and cough and throw up. Yeah, that is a wild thing. So I, I think I kind of miss throwing up sometimes. Like if you're if you're not feeling well, it always it'll you know makes you feel better sometimes. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're super hammered and you're yeah. Yeah. So like I I fell out of my chair. I fell out of my chair twice. Turned my chair over three times. Um. So, but I've been picked up in the chair twice. Not this chair. This chair has never turned over. Oh, I was going to say. No, no, no. This one's never turned over. The other, and I fucked the other one up. Oh. When it turned over, it, it it did something to it, and it, and it was off. Like, yeah. It, yeah, you, these things aren't meant to lay down on their side. Um, so yeah. I took a header out of my brother's house. I had, we have like an eight-foot ramp on it like that I that I bring. Oh, and yeah. I took it, but it's yeah. not really like the right size. It, the, the, it needs a different ramp. Is too steep of an incline. Okay. So I took a header out of. I was coming out of his house, like went over the ledge, and I guess I, when I went over the for ledge from the the entryway, I, I don't know. I, I was trying, but I kicked my my wheels to the right. And I took a header straight off that ramp onto the concrete. Jeez. <laughs> and I'm just laughing my ass. I thought it was. Hilarious. I didn't break nothing, nothing. But my sister in law's freaking out. My niece is freaking out. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. But seatbelts only hold me in, and I can tell it hurts, like, because I'm like away from my chair, but oh, my ass is still in my chair. So as soon as he, he can barely get the belt undone. So like, once he let the belt undone, my well, coincidentally, the, my phone called the police because I had it set up at the time where if I have too much of a like a if you take an impact, it will call the police. Yeah. There's like an a, 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 like a so in the accessibility settings. Yeah. So they're like, uh, yeah, this is a uh, Pike County Police for Sheriff Department. You guys need help? And I was like, no, nah, it's out of We're fine. Andy's on there. My brother, he's like, oh, no, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, they, cops came out anyway. Well, yeah, I bet so. They showed up like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. And I just sit there talk shit the whole time. Like, one of the cops fake arrested me one time. Yeah. That's a long story, but my mom got me fake arrested one time to... Yeah. to Try to teach me a lesson or something. Oh. Yeah, I was like 20. But it didn't work, did it? Well, I mean, I still broke my neck several years later drinking. But, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, sure. Probably didn't teach me a lesson, but I didn't drink and drive anymore after that. Oh, that's good. But I wasn't, like, drinking and driving like I'd been drinking that night. And then got, I went to sleep for several hours, got back up, and went, was going to work. And uh, mom had, like, an off-duty cop, like pulled me over at the edge of the interstate here and I was like, fuck that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Rotten. 
Wow. Trying to teach me a lesson. But yeah. I didn't go, I mean, I didn't get drunk a lot, and I wasn't uh, like currently still like hammered drunk or anything. Uh, I still blew over the legal limit though. Yeah. So this has been several years ago. It's like eight years ago. So. But uh, you falling or turning that on your side and having that uh, didn't, didn't hurt me one bit. Seatbelt on. Uh, yeah, I I stopped. I took my seatbelts off. My wheelchairs because I didn't want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I have mine on is because it keeps my shirt down, and I'm fat. So <laughs> hey, uh, you I, I you know I was. Like, I lost a bunch of weight at first, and then... Yeah, same here. Yeah, and then I... I have, uh... I, my belly's bigger than it ever has been even before my accident, but... Uh, yeah, it's the like quad gut. Quad gut. Or and, quad belly, yeah. Yeah, you can... I can... But I, but on the other hand, like, I could, I could still not be as fat. I just haven't watched what I ate at all. So, 36-year-old man, my metabolism's not what it used to be. So even in a wheel, especially in a wheelchair, it's worse. Yeah. So I put a little bit of weight that I need to need to cut out. So yeah. <laughs> way it goes, way it goes. Yeah. But I th- I'd say that's my most uh, like uh, I'll say embarrassing thing. That's the most thing I'm self conscious about is my gut. I'm in a fucking wheelchair and I'm worried about what my belly looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's really looking at my my stomach. But uh, I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, it's just how the brain works, I guess. But, uh, all right. So what else you got going on? Anything in your life? Yeah. You know, what, how do you say you stay with your parents? Or how how uh, have they dealt with you in your accident? Like pretty good? Um, yeah, they have, uh, obviously it was, I can't imagine how difficult it was for them in the beginning, whenever they initially got that call and didn't know if I was going to make it. I, I don't like thinking about that. Right. Uh, I would never want to put them in that situation. Uh, and I'm thankful that I made it. And uh, no, but they've been real supportive. And that's very important whenever you have uh, something like this happen to you. Because it seems like the people that do struggle mentally or financially or anything like that after these situations they don't have a good support system yeah. having, having a good support system is is critical mm-hmm. and so I can't thank them enough uh, I actually helped pay I actually paid off their uh, the rest of their mortgage good for you uh, like last month or a month before and the mortgage was for uh, adapting the house for me oh, and wild. I just felt uh, I mean I just needed to do something yeah. you know what I mean yeah. because oh, I felt, I'm, I'm I felt guilty as heck oh <laughs> dude yeah, I mean I live in my sister's fucking side yard like that shit built a house on a property these people helped me more than my mom my sister I mean there's so many people that helped me yes yeah, that it, you know, it used to really upset me. You know, I've, I've tried to give their lives back to them, so that's why I hired other caregivers. Then I've, I've eliminated, like, my brother and sister-in-law completely off my schedule. My sister and brother-in-law were here. Um, they only do a couple of nights a weekend. You know, my mom is almost completely off my schedule. Um, so it's, I want to give them their lives back. You yeah. Know? They, yeah. They, they've spent a lot of time on me. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my parents have been real supportive and, uh, I plan on having a house built pretty much like this pole barn style house. And so this is really cool. Yeah. To, uh, actually, actually check it. it out all before you leave. Yeah. Um, and so I want to get that done. But right now, interest rates are a little high. They are. <laughs> this this house costs around seventy grand more than we planned on paying for it. Well, but if I'd have left off the front and back porch, it would have been about right. But uh, it changed the structure of the home uh, from when I put the front and back porch on it, and so and then the back porch is is a big part of the house that I love. So uh, when did you build this? I, I've only been here a year. A uh, year in September. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was, it, it was, yeah, September is when I moved in. Well, no, the Labor Day. So whatever Labor Day was uh, a year ago. So 2022? 2022. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a nice little spot. I mean, it has everything I need for me and my kid. So she's. Ball farm. So if I need, if I wanted to add on later, I, I have space too as well. That's uh, cool. I can eliminate my washing and dryer, right? The washer and dryer right there, put a hallway in, build it up. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a nice little spot, but uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, during the next few months, I'll, I'll have probably be doing more stuff here, showing people how I cook and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not doing as many informational videos like that. Like that's probably more like stuff that you do. I'm, I'm gonna show the more comedic side of things, and uh, uh, yeah, because there's a lot of videos and people out there that are doing informational stuff, and um, you—that's already your kind of thing. That works for you. That's that's good for you. But I, I didn't want to be like that. I want to put up more uh, the comedy, the comedy, side going fucking thing. with people, and yeah. you know, like, like I said, I accuse people of hitting the handicap pretty often. Like, oh, if I don't have like an automatic door, oh, well, it looks like this place must hate the handicap. You know, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But seriously, while you have automatic doors, this is 2424. Yeah. You know, like you just, just mess with people a little bit. Or if I see a wet floor sign, I'll say, good thing that wet floor sign's there. I hate to slip and break my neck. You stare at it. Makes them real uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Because they know that. They know what they're saying. And sometimes you make or I make jokes and they want to laugh, but they're not sure if, if they're allowed to laugh or what. And that's, that's perfect. It's, a little, it's like an icebreaker to me. It's like, yeah. you know, they were already, they already are uncomfortable. People are uncomfortable around handicapped people. Yeah. And they are. So I like to break the ice a little bit and let them know that I'm probably crazier than they are. Yeah. And uh, nothing is going to offend me mostly. So if I address the elephant in the room first, if generally I retain control. So that's what I feel anyway. Yeah. I feel like I'm in control of people's thoughts about me. So if I can uh, take off, you know, like I was making them crazy, it, it's a it's a win-win for me. That's a good point. Yeah, and you can implement comedy into any kind of videos. It loosens people up. And yeah. <laughs> then they don't have to be so awkward around me. Yeah. But generally, but, but part of the problem is is I make things too awkward. So I'll say something way crazy and then even more awkward than me not saying anything at all. Yeah. That's kind of enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of enjoy it. It's a different kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. So, 
Um, all right, so you got your YouTube coming up, and I'll definitely I'll put that on here so everybody sees that. Um, what else? Is there anything else you want to shout out, or anybody you want to say hello to? Or? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, not really. Yeah, well, we'll definitely have you back again um, when you get your podcast up and rolling. I'll I'll come and talk to you on there or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, any way we can help you out, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Keep it rolling. And I'll help you out. I'm, sure, sure. I, I like the plans you got in place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got I got some more irons in the fire, so we got, yeah. we'll see what happens here in the next few months. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of up in the air myself about what's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, but overall, it's got to keep rolling. That's, yeah. that's it. So, yeah, well, Mason, I, I appreciate you being here. Mason Ellis everybody um so thank you for joining me today and uh we're gonna have this out on the what did i say 20th. the 20th all right so january 20th we'll see you then and uh yeah i'll, I'll give you the files so you can upload this on your youtube as well all right so, all right man well thank you very much and uh cripple cast nation see you later we're done